says the Mishnah Dav Zayin. Ketzad Oisulo. So, how do, what's the process of the beginning of the process? So the Baal did Kinu, he did Stira, and now she violated the Stira. He has Edim, one, eight, two Edim, uh, that she violated the Stira, so he wants to have her drink Mesaito so he can be a fire, what, the, what, the, what her status is. So, what do you do? So, the Mishnah says it's a few stages. First of all, First of all, you bring her to the local Bezdin. Nowhere does it say in the Gemara anywhere which local Bezdin we're talking about. There's Bezdins of three, there's Bezdins of 23 in the local areas. Obviously, the Bezdin of Shivan Ve'echad, we'll get to in a few minutes, that's in Yerushalayim. But the local Bezdin, it's not clear if we're talking about a, a small Bezdin or a larger 23 Bezdin. They're not being dandin in a fashas here of any sort. So, it's not exactly clear how many, how many you do. Two, it's not exactly clear what exactly their function is in this situation. Because look at the Mishnah. The Mishnah says... So the Bezdin appoints two Tamitachamim to travel with this husband and wife uh, and make and when they go up to Yerushalayim, as we'll see in a second, because Shema Allah is if the husband the husband is now usher to this wife, if he's boil her, that on the way between now and when they get to Yerushalayim, then the water doesn't work anymore. Okay, the water doesn't work because the husband was over an Isser of being Bayla's wife after she became a site before the Mavirit, it's a love, and therefore the water is not checked. Only if the Ish is Manukami oven, Rashi brings the more later on, only if he has no Avera related to this situation, then the water checks. So we're afraid two things are going to happen. First of all, the water won't be Mavira, but more importantly, we don't want to go through the process of Mesaita and erasing Hashem's name, as we'll see in the Parsha, if it's not going to work. So therefore, we want to make sure we have two Tumidicham there uh, right away to make sure that they stay away from each other. We'll see more details in the Gemara. Yudaimer, Bala Neman this is what's the difference, as we'll see in the Gemara. A Bala's Neman, like he's Neman, but his wife was Anida, etc. We'll see in the Gemara the details. Therefore, he says the Bala's Neman. So, according to Yudah, for sure, what exactly is the function of this local Bezdin? What are they doing? So, the Ramam actually says that the Ede Kinui and the Ede Stira, which you are required to have to be able to do a Saita, do not go have to go to Yushalayim. They can go to the local Bezdin testify in the local Bezdin, and then apparently that Bezdin would put out some sort of shtar or document signed by the Bezdin, and then with that, the husband can go to Yerushalayim. So he actually does not have to bring the Yedekidin, Kinu, and Steer to Yerushalayim, and that would be another function of the local Bezdin. Okay, says the Gemara, so what's going on here? The Bezdin has to give him two other people, it says, to, and not just two other people, but two to me, So Sacha called are now going to be three men traveling with this one woman. So why do we need three? It says, let me say to the Rav, this is a riot to a Rav, halacha that Rav said in Hilchus Yichud, that which we said, normally if you have two men and one woman, it's not Yichud, Yichud is one man and one woman, two men is not Yichud, that's only in a city. Of Abaderech, when you're traveling, Rav said, Adika Shlesha. To avoid any Yichud issues, you have to have three people. Why? If you only have two, while they're traveling, one might need to take a bathroom break somewhere. And then the, the one who's left is going to be Yichud. And therefore, when you're in this city, there's other people around, or the, you don't have to take bathroom breaks if you're just for a few hours. But if you have three people, two people traveling, says Rav, it's not a good situation. One of them will walk away, and you'll end up with Yichud. And therefore, you need Three and therefore it says the moral the that's pshat in our mishnah. The mishnah the reason it says this, that you need three. Lavdafka we're dealing with a yichud issue per se, right? It's it's not lavdafka the issue. The issue is we want to make sure 
and she's not being mezana with the husband. If she's mezana with somebody else, that's that's a regular issue. That's not that's not the the core issue. The core issue is staying away from the husband. But the chayyim, you see, just like Rav said, to avoid that issue, you need always to have two shemim. Basically, one is a backup of the other in case one has to go to the bathroom. So the chayyim, that's exactly what's going on in our mishnah. So the lav dafka is that true that we support Rav from this mishnah? It could be the reason you have two is that if something happens and if the balas boil the isha, we want to have edim about it. Uh, even though it's really counterproductive, right? If the husband knows he was boiled the wife when she was already usher, he knows the water's not checking. And if he knows the water's not checking, why is he bother bringing her to Yerushalayim and going through this whole process? He's not going to find anything out because the water's not going to do anything. But for whatever reason, he, you know, he's self-delusional, uh, and therefore he's, he thinks he can continue to do it. So we want to have two people there to be aided. Now, Lamaisa, we paskin like Rav. Nobody really argues on Rav. So you really need these two people there for two reasons. A, for the Yichud issues to avoid any problems, and all also, books so they could be aid. Says the Gemara, but there's another point in the mission. The mission said they have to be Tamil Chachamim. Tamil Chachamim, Kuli Amaloi. It's Mashwad, you can't have Stam Amaratzim. You have to have Tamil Chachamim who are aware of Halacha. Why? So let me say, that's another point that Rav brought up in Hilchas Yichud. That's only if that you can, two is enough in the city or three is enough, but if they are kosher people. Of a prutzim, afilu asare namila. If they're prutzim, even ten men with one woman would not be enough. Maisahai, there's a famous story that where it brings right to Asarbamita. They pretended she was dead. They brought her out to the Besak forest, ten men. They made a whole vay out of it. And then they were all Mazana with her out there. So therefore, you see, if you have prutzim, said Rav, it doesn't help. You would have a problem of yichud, even if you have multiple people, and three, four, five, <laughs> doesn't matter. So that's why our Mishnah says to me, now it's interesting how we compare and contrast over here to prutzim. And to be chamim, the halacha we said was to be chamim and not regular people, but the halacha of Rav was legabe prutzim. So it's not exactly clear where the demarcation line is between tamidah chachamim, kuliyama, and prutzim. Where prutzim sounds like negative people, kuliyama sounds like sort of the hamaynam, and to be chamim sounds like something special. So it's a discussion that we show exactly what the line here would be. But anyways, that's Rav's point. So maybe that's why the Mishnah said you meet tamidah chachamim. So it could be that that Allah we do not agree with. We don't really say anybody who disagrees, but we want to make sure we have people who can explain to them what the halacha is. Like for Allah, you're going to get Malkus over here. But Hasra meaning that they can warn the husband, if you stay with your wife and you're going to have a Misa be with her, be aware that the water is not going to work and you, the whole thing is counterproductive. So that's why you need to become who are, you know, who learn the daf and are familiar with this halacha. So those are the two points in the Mishnah. A, you have to send at least two people, and B, they have to be tricham. Rabbi Huda argued. Rabbi Huda said, you don't have to send anybody. They can go on their own. Rabbi Huda, I remember Baal Neman. Tanya, the Bryce explained she this Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda, I Neman, mi Kavuchaymer. The Baal is Neman from a Pashat Kavuchaymer. Umani, the Shibikaris. Baal Neman, Aleo. Every single month when a wife is a nida, we don't say that they have to live separately. A husband can live with a wife in the same house, in the same room, as, as long as they obviously follow Hilchas Nida. But the Baal is Neman. We don't say you have to have Adam there for Yichud or anything like that. That we learn out for Alocha. So therefore, Saita Shibala, and, and that is Achi of Kores. So Saita Shibala, like Olshkein. Saita, the worst case scenario is it's a lav. It's a lav of 
Taisut the Gemara in Yevama says La Yuchal Bala Arisha Lashalcha. Right, once a man divorces his wife and he marries somebody else, he's not allowed to take her back. Based on that love, we learn out in the Gemara Yevama is also a love for a husband to take back his wife who's a sighted until they verify the situation. So it's a love. So if we trust the husband when there's a chiv karis, which is so chamur by Yehilkas Nida, for sure we're going to trust the husband by Yehilkas Love, and therefore Yehuda says we don't need to send these two edim. So clearly we see that the function of this whole two edim business is definitely a dindra it's not a question of a dindaraisa, it's just we want to try to be extra careful over here. It says Rabbanan says the opposite. He now he says that reason that one is a chi of karis and one is a chi of love is exactly the opposite svara. Neither the karis chabirale umahemen. Hafuch. By Nida, we don't have to worry the Baal is going to be over that Isser. Because it's such a Chomer Isser, the Baal is going to take care of it to avoid Chas Vashal Nikshal and Hilchas Nida. But Saiti, which is only Delav, he doesn't take it that seriously necessarily, and therefore Velay Mehmet. So we, actually, the Rabbanans say, your Kavachayim, we twist and we look at it the opposite way. Nida we trust because it's very Chomer. Saiti is just a love for her, the husband to be with her. Lav Dafka, we would trust him, and therefore we need to have the Tutamir Chomer. So, uh, very good. Rabbi Yehuda, me kavul chaimer meisulat. Does Rabbi Yehuda really learn enough from this kavul chaimer that we just brought? Rabbi Yehuda, me kray meisulat. Chaimer. It's actually based on a pasuk because we have a second brisa. The sign of the brisa says vehevi ha ish es ishtei alakayin. It's the pasuk we're dashing over here now by the seita vehevi es karbanan and then brings the karbanas. But it says beferish that the husband brings the wife. There's nobody else there. It doesn't say that there has to be anybody else along with them on a daraisa level. So it says the brisa minatayr ha ish maybe es ishtei midaraisa he can bring her alone. Doesn't have to have anybody traveling with them. Amr Chachamim says the Tanakhama, the Drabbanan, they said, So the Tanakhama says, you have to have these two Edom over there to give them Asra and to make sure they don't, they don't have Yichur and don't do a Maisabiyah, but it's only a Din Drabbanan, the Raisa, Vehevia, Ish, Ashish. That's the first sheet in the Brisa. Rabbi Yashiyamr, Bala Neman, Olami Kabuchaimer. He says the Kabuchaimer that we had just quoted from Rabbi Yehuda. Umani, the Shibakaris, Bala Neman, if we trust him by Yechiv Kares, so that Rabbi Yaisi had quoted what we had just associated with Rabbi Yehuda. Amrullah and the Chacham argued in Rabbi Yaisi, and they said, Here they have a different twist. Not only do we say, can we twist by the Hinai Senes and say that Nida is more Chamur, and that's why he's trusted, but we have another Svar. We can say by a Nida he's trusted because Yesh Lahetar. He knows he could just wait. Two weeks, and he's fine. Or Daraisa, seven days. So he doesn't have such a, a taiva to be boiled his wife who's in Nida because he can always just wait a few days and be fine. Tereba Saita, she'en la heter. Saita has no heter whatsoever. It's also until you clarify the situation. and besides that, ma'im genuvim yuntaku. Something that's going to remain, something that's usher in general, people have a taiva for. But if you can wait a week, so you'll wait a week. But if you know it's going to be usher forever, so let's just... I'll just do the Yisr now and finish. And therefore, that this is a second pircha on the Kabbalah Chaimah that we associated before with Rabbi Huda. So that was the Chalmah's pircha and the Bryce's version of Rabbi Yaisi. Comes along, now Rabbi Huda and the Bryce, so Yehuda says, Menatayra ish maybe es ishtoi, elakayin shedemar, vehevi es ish es ishtoi. So therefore, we see Yehuda is just focusing on the Bryce on a Pasuk. The Pasuk says, vehevi es ish es ishtoi. That's it, the Rice did. There is no din daraisa whatsoever based on anything else to bring anybody else. You say the Chazal were afraid of it. I say Chazal were not afraid of it. And that's the end of the story. We don't see in Yehuda's version, the version of Yehuda and the Brisa, anything about a Kalvachimer. We see Rabbi Yaisi brought a Kalvachimer and the Chama argued, but Yehuda did not. So why are we associating in the first Brisa? We seem to bring B'Shem Rabbi Yehuda, that same Kalvachimer, says the Gemara. Amalu Kalvachimer Beresha. The answer is Yehuda first 
said Rabbi Yosef's Kavuchaymer, that if we trust them by Nida, we should trust them by Saita. Uparchua. And then they asked the two kashas of Hinoi Senes, or the kasha that we just said of Enla Heter. And then, Vahadamalukra. And then at the end, they said, okay, so forget the Kavuchaymer. I'm just going to go with the clean Pasik. And the clean Pasik says, maybe if it's Shishta, you know, there's no other demand in the Pasik for anybody else to go along. Says in the Brisa, and the first Tana in the Brisa seemed to be saying the same thing, learning it out from the Pasik to make it an area of Alamru. Tanakama said, even though the Arisa, you only can you can bring the husband, can bring the wife alone, but Midrabanan, we want you to bring Shrein to Mirchamim. Yehuda said, no, the Arisa, you don't have to bring to Mirchamim, and even the Rabbanon, Yehuda disagrees and says there was no such Tzera, and you don't have to worry about it. So those are. It's not clear if there is a sheet that it holds the Arisa. You have to have these two people. It's sort of hinting in the Gemara that there is a third sheet that actually is the Arisa, but we don't see it in the Brisa. So it, it seems to be a Dinder Abbanan, and Yehuda argues and says there is no Dinder at all. <coughs> Says the Mishnah. So they go to their local Bezdin, as we just said, probably a Bezdin of 23. They write the Shtar, and now they travel with his Tutumicham. Where do they go? They have to dafka go to the Bezdin Agodol Shabi Yerushalayim. They cannot do it at any other Bezdin, even though you could kill people at a Bezdin of 23. And even in Yerushalayim, we'll see in a few minutes in Rashi, in Yerushalayim, there are other Bateidinim, not just the Bezdin Agodol of 71. There are other, other Bateidinim of 23 that they can be done in the Fashas, but for Saita, you have to go to the Bezdin of 71. How do we know that? We'll see in the Rashi in a few minutes. And what does the Bezdin of 71 do over here? Because remember, this is not really, this is not a Dinian of Fashist. There's nothing really to do, right? They, it's it's a, a ceremony that you're doing in the base of Migdash. It's not really, there's no function here for Bezdin. It says the mission, there is a function. They have a function. One of the functions of a Bezdin, besides obviously taking testimony in the case of the Nefashas, is to verify that the Edom are saying the Emes. One of the things they do is, in a normal case, is they scare the Edom. They push it off to scare them with the repercussions of them lying. If you lie, then this Aver will happen, that Aver will happen. That's normally by Edom what they do. Here also, by the Isha, we want to do the same process. We want to do as much as we can to wear her down and scare her into admitting. We don't necessarily want her to admit falsely, we'll, we'll see in a second, but we want her to admit, if she actually did the Avera, we definitely do not want to be Meich Hashem Hashem if we don't have to. And therefore, let's do whatever we can to avoid that and get her to admit, so they scare her. And we tell her, but Biti, we tell her, look, it could be you did it for, for whatever reason, you were drunk. Okay, so you're drunk, so it's not your fault. Don't worry about it. Point is, get it to admit. Maybe you were at a party. Maybe you were just, uh, you know, immature. You had friends around, whatever it is. You had bad friends. It's not your fault. It's okay. Just tell us exactly what happened so we can know how to deal with it. On the bright, and then the Bach changes it over here. He says, "Alta, uh, alta, see the we'll, we'll, we'll go to gear. So we have, I see the Shmaya Please admit, so that we don't have to erase the Shem Hashem from the parsha to put that into my sight. Uh, and we then say to her things to scare her, not just to scare her, but to show her that." Other Tamid Chachamim, as we'll see in the Gemara Nomad Beis, from the Free Dikadiris, specifically Reuven and Yehuda from the Shvatim, were made to their Avera, and they, we should learn from them 
to say. But these are things we generally don't want to discuss in public. Right? We don't want to discuss the Averis of Yehuda and the Averis of, of, of Ruvain. We'll talk about base. We don't want to generally say that in public. But here, in terms of Hilchasaita, we want to do as much as we can to get it to admit. So we say it in front of everybody so that everybody should be aware. Im Amratmani, if she says, okay, 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 I'm sorry, I admit. No Adam here, but she admits that she was Tamea. Then Sheveres Suvasa. Sheveres does not mean break. Shever means to write a shovar, to write a receipt. She now loses her ksuba, and therefore she, we write then a receipt to the husband that you never have to pay the ksuba again. Why is she write a receipt and not just rip up the ksuba? Hold on, the Mormon base will explain. Viratsas, and then she, she leaves. And that, the, obviously, the marriage is over. Okay, he has to give her a get, but we do not, do not continue with the site process. If she insists, no, I'm Torah, I did not do anything wrong here, then, the Pasuk says, as we'll see, the Pasuk says that the parish of Saita has to be done Lifnei Hashem. Okay, now we have a problem of Lifnei Hashem, which is, as we're going to see in a second, we uncover her hair, we rip her clothes, you're not doing that in the Azorah. So you do it as close to Lefnei Hashem as you can, which is from the eastern side, Shal Pesach Shar Nikonor, what's called the Shar Nikonor. The Shar Nikonor was the doorway between the Ezra's Noshim and the Ezra's Yisrael. So it's not really the Beis HaMikdash yet, as we'll see other Karbanas are done in that same place, uh, people who cannot go into the Beis HaMikdash, and therefore that's where we do the Saita. Shisham Mashkinus Saitis, that's where we give the Saitis to drink. Umatinus, the oldest women who gave birth, who need to bring Karbanas, they go there as well. Why they have to go there, the Gemara will explain. Umatinus Mitzayrit. And the Mitzayrit, who part of the Mitzayrit process, they have to have the, the, the blood and the oil put on their fingers, etc. But they cannot go into the base of Migdash, nor So they stand by the Sharnikonar, and then the Kayin can stick out and do whatever he has to do with their thumbs and fingers just by the edge of the entrance to the Azar. The Kayan, okay, so she's standing there. The Kayan eches bigdeho. The Kayan grabs onto her clothes, right uh, on the neck. Rashi says beisat tzavar shaloi, and he and he. The pasuk says im nikru nikru, and when he does this, he has to be megale es liba. He has to expose her 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 body, her skin has to be exposed. Now, when he does that, he can theoretically just pull off her shirt or whatever she's wearing, but he can rip it also. Im nikru nikru. If it rips, it rips. Im nifrumu nifrumu. Nifrumu means it rips into smaller pieces. If it, if it shreds, it shreds. Whatever it is, it is. Ad shu megale es liba until he exposes her chest in the base of Migdish. And v'saiser es saira. He exposes her hair. We'll see more details about this. Her hair was either covered up or in a braid and he exposed it. Rabbi Huda says, wait. If she was beautiful and there will be an issue here of taiva, people will see her on Dress, he would not expose her. Now, this is an amazing Allah Rabbi Yudh is saying here, the Mephoshim say, that Yudh is saying that if we are afraid of a Din Taiva, we're going to go against the Din Daraisa. The Din Daraisa is, which we'll learn out means that you actually expose her body as well. However, if we're afraid of Taiva, we violate that Isra B'Shavi Al and Medra Bonan, we do not rip her clothes, we do not expose her clothes. Her hair, it seems to me, it's less of an issue, according to Yudha, but at least for her chest, that would be an issue. If her hair was this, you could do each one. You can see, does she have nice hair? Does she have a nice body? Whatever it is, then Medra Bonan will say B'Shavi Al not to keep this halach. She was wearing, she came in her beautiful white yamtif begadim to do a saita. Then we take her off, we put her on disgusting clothes. If she was wearing her jewelry and, and her her necklaces, etc., tabois, rings and earrings. So then the whole point here is to make her feel disgusting and get her to admit what she done. 
The Acher Kach, after we ripped the clothes and we exposed it, then maybe Chevel HaMitzri, we do bring a rope, and we'll see why we bring the specific rope. And we tie it up, her beged, above her breast area, so that it can hold her beged on, so it won't be totally exposed. And this is not like, oh, this is not Sneas, everybody has to hide, we do it behind the Mechitza. No. This is, you know, a broadcast on the, uh, on the YouTube channel of the Beis HaMikdash. Anybody who wants to see, could see, and maybe is encouraged to see. Chutz, mi'avodea v'shifchosel. Her personal avodim and shvachos are not there. They shall leave a gospel. If they're there, she might be embarrassed in front of them and not want to admit. We want to avoid her being embarrassed and to the point where she won't admit. So anybody who we think will cause her not to admit, we keep away from them. All women are allowed to see this, Larissa. Now, this seems to be a contradiction. We just said everybody could see it. Now, again, we're saying women could see it. What's the issue? We'll see in the Gemara. Shanema, the Pasik says, in Yecheskel, all the women will be warned, and they will not be over Averisim's nose. So, part of the Saita process is not just to take care of this particular woman, but is to be a lesson to all other women on the repercussions of, of, uh, of not being faithful to their husbands. Says the Gemara, Menani Mili. So, what is this idea of going up to the Bezdan Agoda? Why do you have to go to the Bezdan Agoda? You can go to, you have to go to Yerushalayim because it says of Hashem. But there were other Batedinim there in the basement. There's smaller ones of 23. Why do we have to go Dafka to the Bezdan Agoda of 71? It says over here, the Koyin does all this Torah. It says by the passion of Zokin Mamre, of a member of the Bezdan who rebels and doesn't listen and confronts. Form to the Bezdin, so he's arguing on the Bezdin, and by Zakin Mamre, clearly the Allah is that's only against the Bezdin Agado of 71. Here also we learn out, especially that the Isha Saita, this at least the Iyum part of it and the Psak part of it, that they paskin that yes, this is a Star Saita and she has Adim, etc. All that has to happen in Dafka, the Bezdin of 71. We make her afraid. Says We have a bryson. The bryson says to the opposite. The bryson says On the same, we're sort of playing both sides of the coin here. Says the bryson. On one hand, we make her afraid and we don't want her to drink. On the other hand, we scare her into yes drinking. We say to her, If you know for sure that you're innocent, then I'm the aburich. Stand your ground. Don't admit, because if she admits, she's also to her husband and to the boil forever. There's no way out of that. So if you know you're innocent, be innocent. This my armor is not poison. It's like a dry poison. If it's put onto raw flesh. If this flesh has something wrong with it, there's a wound, then it will seep in. If there's nothing wrong with the wound, if nothing wrong with your arm, meaning you're innocent, then the poison won't do anything. So don't worry about the the the, the, the Maimarim. If you're innocent... Please don't admit falsely. We'd rather you just stay innocent and you'll be fine. Now that you'll have brachas, etc. So, what are we doing here? We are. Our mission said we scare her to not drink. This price says we tell her, don't worry, stand on your own, don't drink if you don't know how to drink. Someone like Kasha. The whole issue here of scaring her is we don't want to have to erase the Shem Hashem from the parsha. That's a, that's a serious issue to erase Hashem Hashem. Obviously, we do it if we have to, but we try to avoid it. So before we erase Hashem Hashem, we pressure her into admitting that she did it wrong, so therefore we will stop the process. But once we erase... Back to the, to, to inside? Sorry? 
I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. She drinks. She, she says that we, we don't we don't address her in the in the base in the in the base of English. Correct. Right. So and then for the process itself by the water we do that we bring her back. Or it's also well, I don't know what bring her back. She's by Sharnikiner. That's all she is. And, and the process is done inside. Not inside. Sharnikiner. She drink there. They bring the water. Everything there. Yes. We didn't get up to that yet. Yes. You're on. You're tomorrow again. Sorry. <laughs> we'll get to that. So this next Mishnah. Okay, so at this stage, so at this stage, once we erase the, once we erase the Mayim then might as well encourage her to be innocent. The, the, the whole purpose was to avoid the erasure of the Shem Hashem. Once it's erased, okay, so then we assume she t- claims to be innocent, then please don't admit at this stage. Even if she now gets extra scared, she, okay, I'll just admit it and walk away. No, don't, don't. You can be with her. Your husband will keep, will keep everything fine. V'yaymer lefaneh, tana rabonah. We tell her stories uh, from Tanakh, and it actually doesn't mean Tanakh. Ksuvim Rishenim is a strange Talashim, Rashi says. It's not from Ksuvim. It's from the Torah Shabichsav. That's what it's referring to. Okay? Right? It's from Torah Shabichsav. Kegoin, Asher Chachamim Yegidu, Velay Kachtum Avaisum. We'll tell you stories that people who admitted they did have errors and they admitted them. Yehuda, Hoyde, Velay Bush. Yehuda was made by the Maisa Tamar, right? When he was Mazana with Tamar, Tamar, and he didn't know who it was. Only later, when she came pregnant, they were going to kill her. And Stalker me, man, the Pasuk says, Maho Yisaifi, what happened to Yehuda after he was made by the Tshuva? He got Chayel Maba. We'll see in this story in a second. Ruvain, Hoydevlai Bush. Now, the Ruvain one is a fascinating point that the Gemara is making. The Pasuk says Ruvain was the Ishkav in Pilagish in Bila. We always learn that he didn't do it, he just moved the beds, he didn't really do anything, he moved layers in instead of billows, however you want to explain the story. But we're using it here in this case, we're assuming, the Ramam says, we take, in this context, we take the Pasha Pshat and the Pasuk. Right? The assumption is this woman did not go to Beis Yaakov, and therefore she did not know the Midrash version of the Pasuk. All she knows is the Pasuk. And the Pasuk says, V'yishkav Ruvain is Bila HaShavim. So therefore, it sounds like Ruvain actually did this Misa with his stepmother. And that's what we use. And we say, Ruvain was Haidavalai Bush. And at the end, he was Maidat the Avera. He also did it. And what is the Schar that we tell that Ruvain and Yehuda had? So many Maschar. Because the Garmina, we just said they had Chayyad Mahaba. And the Maschar and Barlam Hazeh, but they actually had Schar not just on the Haba, they had Schar and Hazeh when they did their Tshuva. It says in the Pasuk, Lahem Levadam Nosnoha Oretz, to them by themselves they got the Oretz. That doesn't really mean by themselves. Everybody got a Chelik in Oretz as well. But Yehuda, as Rashi said, got the Keser Malchus, and Ruvain, as the Bukhar, of course, he got the first Chelek in Eretz Yisrael, so that's what means Levadam. Okay, that was his own choice. But Now really, in the order of the Chalukah, it should have been Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda. Now we know Shimon was kept out because Shimon, of the order of that, because Yaakov Avinu was afraid from Shimon's anger, etc. But Levi should have been in there, but Levi was pushed in the order, it's, it's Yehuda, Ruvain, and then Levi. Later, so Yehuda and Reuven are put close together. That's shot in the pasuk that they got even in Olam Haza they got a schar. Says my wait a second. Show me where, where do you see who admitted anything? Yehuda admitted. He admitted to the story with Tamar and everything's fine. Where do we ever see Reuven's mother? That we don't see in the pasuk anywhere. But Feirish. 
So it says these two psukim are right next to each other in Parshas Zaysabrachi. Yichiruven Valyamois, Vizois Yehuda. So we say, Kol Oisin Shanam Shaysaba Midbar, all the years they were in the Midbar. Now it says that Yosef told the brothers to take up my brother, my bones to, for the Mitzrayim, from Mitzrayim, back to Israel. Itchem, and we darshaned that not only were the bones of Yosef taken up by my Shabbenu, all the Shvatim's bones were taken up from Mitzrayim as well. And buried wherever you see them, little uh, these little farm around there, it's Israel. We have Shevet Dun, uh, Dun's, Dun's is right here. So there are farm over here from the Shvatim. They all died in Mitzrayim, but the bones were all brought with from with Klai, so we should shave it. So the Pasik says, The bones were not attached as a skeleton. The bones were all loose and rolling around in the urn. And that was like an Einish. For Yehuda. What, what was the taina of a Rashamenu? Me garm the Ruben Shahida. Not only did Yehuda do tshuva, but he was a mashpiel atoyv on the other shvatim. He got Ruben to also be mighty to zaver, and therefore v'zaisli Yehuda miyad shama Hashem kol Yehuda and all everel shafa. So then all the bones went back together and the skeleton returned to its status. Okay, but v'lavikamaylam is to the rakia. Still, again, on whatever level we understand this. The Yehuda was not let into the Yeshiva Shamayla to be able to go learn Torah. And then the Pasik says, Elamoy Tivianu, Bashamina Davin more, and they let him come in, Elamoy Tivianu, he could go into the base Medrash Shamayla. But, Vlavika Yadam Mishko Mitrach Bashmaitz about the Rabbanim. Yehuda wasn't able to hold, hold cup in the Sugi, he wasn't able to follow the Sugi. Then it says, Yadav Rav Loy, Bashamina Davin again, and he got his Kayach back, and he was able to fight and learn in the base Medrash of, of Shamayla. But still, Yehuda, who's, uh, who's the Malchus, he should have been able to pask in Alocha, and he still did not have that koyach. The Ezev Mitzarov Tiyad, that he should be able to be the one who they follow in Alocha, so Meshav did all these tefillahs. What's the basis for all these tefillahs? The basis is Yehuda did Shuva, and he was Mashpia Litoiv on Ruvain, and therefore you should let him into Masifta Derekia. So we see that Ruvain also did Shuva. I understand why Ruvain, by Yehuda did tshuva. Yehuda did tshuva because otherwise they were going to kill Tamar, and that wasn't fair to her at all. And therefore, it clearly made sense that he should be moided to his avera birabim, so that they avoid killing someone who was innocent. Why? What's the advantage of Ruvim Yimayda? Someone who, who admits his personal, internal averis berabim, he's actually chutzpah. You have to do tshuva, kodesh pochu, that's fine. But I'm not chavera, you have to ask mechila. But if it's not makim, there's no mechila to ask, then you, it's just, you keep the averis quiet. So what would be this idea of Ruvim being moida berabim? The question is, Yaakov Avinu didn't know who did the Aver. Whether the Aver was literal or figurative, whatever the Aver was, it wasn't clear which one of the brothers did it. And therefore, Yaakov Avinu was chayshish all them. So Reuven had to be maida so that Yaakov Avinu was not chayshish all the rest of the brothers. Rashi points out, and Mepharshim points out over here, it's a little bit difficult, the timing. The timing is a little bit difficult when the Maisa of Tamar happened and when Yehuda was Maida. It doesn't say when Yehuda was exactly Maida. We know when he did the Avera, but it doesn't say when he was Maida. It sounds like he was Maida later on when he, when he went to take Yosef out of the bar. He did Tshuva, not just from the Maisa of Yosef, but also the Maisa of Bila. Had the Maisa of Tamar happened at that stage yet, 
it's not 100% clear in the order of the Pesukim, so this is just a point to, to point so out. Something like out of Ruben, something, sometime later, exactly. That's the idea. The idea is that Ruben was Maida once he saw that Yehuda was Maida. The timing, we have to sort of work out exactly what happened when. One more piece. We said, which means you write a receipt to the husband that says that the, your, your ksuba is paid. Okay? That, well, in this case, not paid, but, but this is a whole machlek, as we've learned it many times, which is when someone has a debt to be paid, so the malva comes and says, pay me up. Right? So the leva pays and says, no problem, I'll pay you. Now that I gave you the money, give me the shtar, so that you don't collect again. So normally the malva gives the shtar, the game's over. What if the malva says, I don't have the shtar? I lost it. I don't know where it is, but blah, blah, whatever. So the question is, do we write a shaver or not? Shaver would mean we write a receipt that the leva hangs on to to prove that he already paid up. The problem with that is you're now moving the burden of proof to the leva. That's not really fair, right? If the leva loses the receipt, the malva can pull out that shtar. So it's a whole like it's whether we write a shaver or we don't write a shaver, or the leva can say, I'm not paying up until you find the shtar that you originally. It's a like it's kaisen shaver or not kaisen shaver. If we see over here you're writing a shaver for the ksuba, that sounds like we're passing in Kaisen Shaver. I'm going to buy a note. Tony Macross. It doesn't mean write a Shaver. It means you rip up the Ksuba and you rip it up. It's not what it says in the Mishnah. You can't just change the Mishnah. As we had in the Gemara Yavamas, there were places at Ksubas, there were places that did not write Ksuba. There was no written Ksuba. It was just Al Pibesdin. In such a place, you have no choice but to write a receipt. There's nothing to rip up. And those places, everybody would agree that you have the, you, if you paid up the ksuba, you write a shaver. Or in this case, we're not paid it up, but the woman ends up being meichalit, not meichalit, but Bezdin Knassus, or takes it away from her. And then you have no choice but to write a receipt to the husband that she can never go ahead and use this to collect the ksuba anymore. Uh, good news. Mm-hmm.